And for those of you that don't know, 40, 40 below Fahrenheit is the same as 40 below Celsius. So there's your, your science lesson for the day. Welcome to episode seven of the Ultra Ordinary Podcast. We are ordinary runners embarking on a journey to our first 100-mile race together. I'm Angela, and I'm joined, as always, by Melissa. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Angela. And by Christina. Hello, ladies. And we are all back on track this week, and... um, I'm kind of excited to talk about our subject this week, but I'm also kind of excited to hear about everybody's week because I think we all had pretty good weeks. We had some victories in our training. Yes. Yeah. I finally so, started running again. Yes, that's a huge victory. Yes, I was I was pretty excited. It was the, the first one was on Friday and it was pretty slow. It was pretty short, but um it was nice to just get out there and move again. It mm-hmm. it was it was good. And then yesterday, um, sat, uh, Saturday morning, um, it was a longer run. I was a little bit nervous about it, but um, I was able to survive it, um, eight miles. So it was, it was pretty good. I'm glad. I'm, I, I'm officially I know, I back was... in, yeah, I'm officially back in training mode, which is good. Awesome. I know. I was so excited that you did eight miles because here you hadn't, you know, you'd been off a couple of weeks and weren't feeling good. And then you just go bang out eight miles. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to do it at first. I thought maybe I'll just go for maybe three or four, not push it. But I really wanted to to run run them, so I'm glad I did. And so how are your legs feeling and everything after your 50-mile? <laughs> they actually felt pretty good. Uh-huh. Actually, after I ran the, the three on Friday, that evening, because I hadn't ran like, you know, two weeks, <laughs> that evening I was like, wow, my legs feel a little achy. <laughs> I, was, I was actually laughing about that. I thought, wow, after three, three, a little bit over three, three, I think three point four, I think it was, they were achy. And I thought, wow, how quickly my legs forgot. <laughs> but then they, had, they didn't forget yeah. that they were probably still just, just a little tired. Maybe. <laughs> like maybe. it surprises us that our legs get tired, you know? I mean, we just made them go and run and, and, and then we're like, oh, my legs hurt. Well, of course they hurt. They've been, they've been working. A little like, oh, hello. I'm awake now. Okay. And you had a good run week, Melissa. Yeah, pretty good. We had some warm days that melted off some of the ice that's been here for two months. Uh, so I tried to take advantage of that and we have another storm approaching. It was supposed to arrive last night, but it didn't really. Um, so I, what I ended up doing was going out and running 10 miles last night because I was afraid we were going to get socked in with snow and I'd lose my chance to run. And Rob had been uh, gone skiing all day. So when he got home and took over childcare, I was like, see you later, going to run 10 miles. So <laughs> I did that. And it was actually, it was really nice. It was not late at night, but it was dark and it had started snowing by then. It was a little bit icy. Um, but you know, I just, I put on yak tracks and I just did it and it felt really, really good. Um, and then I woke up this morning and that was all we got just like a couple inches or whatever. Um, 
but another big storm is coming this way. So I went out again and ran like some six or seven miles today. So I don't know. Is that kind of a back-to-back run? Yes. I, that can't, totally counts as back-to-back. Yeah. I have Definitely. never, yeah. ever, ever done back-to-back like long runs uh, for training. And Rob and I just had this discussion about how we would manage to do that because usually he gets one day and I get one day of a weekend and like we trade off childcare. So we kind of, we, I guess that was a, a baby step to trying to see how we could manage it. So we'll see, but I'm pretty happy. I've now run approximately the same amount in the month of January that I did during across the years. So <laughs> <laughs> really? one That's month funny. to run what I did in one day back then, but um, wow, coming back. So Good. Can I yeah. can I just say that I I did I cracked a hundred miles I cracked I hit a hundred and eight miles for January awesome That's awesome and I only ran nine days the whole month <laughs> one of those one days took yeah. up half of your month yeah. yeah I must say that fifty miler really helped <laughs> and so how was great. how how was your week Angela. My week was really good. It was, you know, my first week back to training after having my husband down and sick. And, uh, you know, it's been a couple of weeks. So it was the first week that I got out. I got um, three times ran during the week and got some interval work in. And then I did 10 miles on Saturday. And then I went out today for six miles. So, oh, we were pretty, similar. yeah, I, what we did, yeah, we? so it was good. And I think I ended up my month with like 70, 73 miles, 72 miles, something like that. So, considering I had like two weeks of next to nothing, I'm pretty happy with how my whole month turned out. So, well, even if you got only a few miles for the month of January, I mean, some is better than nothing. So, I yeah. think you did great, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it felt good to kind of be back on track. And I wasn't, I tried to take a little bit of advice from our conversations we've had and not be too persnickety about what my box and my training schedule says. And um, so, like, Saturday I ran 10 miles. I think I was scheduled for six. And I I told Wayne, I said, I'm going to go out for, like, six to eight miles. He goes, oh, so you're going for 10. And I said, <laughs> No, I'm going to go out for six to eight. And he goes, well, you might as well run as long as you feel good. You can do 10. I'll see you later. And I was <laughs> like, well, you twerp. Well, then I get out there running and I'm, you know, six miles in and I'm like, oh, you know what? I can totally do 10 if I go down this road instead and go down that road instead, you know. And so I did. I I ended up with 10 miles just be, he, and he knows, the thing is, he knows if he plants a little seed in my head, he knows that it'll like just burrow in my brain while I'm running. And then that's what I'll do. So, um, yeah. Like he's right. He was right. I can do 10 miles. So <laughs> like, this is a surprise, but when you haven't done any, you know, longer runs in a while, it's, you know, you still have to kind of battle some of that stuff off. Right. So. True. So this week we're going to um, talk about um, injuries and just, the, I, they're so common. I don't know that there's anybody that runs that has never had an injury of some sort, of some magnitude. And we've all had sort of 
different ones, but yet similar. And um, so, you know, just maybe we can go around and, and each kind of talk about something that we've dealt with how it affected our running and then kind of maybe how we dealt with it and how it, you know, how we coped with it or, you know, if we're still dealing with it and maybe each of us can offer some suggestions if we have any. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So Melissa, I just because I know what you're dealing with or what you've kind of battled with, why don't you start us off? With kind of the current stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, you know, whatever, well, whatever's a good story you want to share. Sure. Current, current stuff I'm dealing with really actually goes back two years. <laughs> so I've been dealing with it for a while. It was about two years ago. Um, I started having some calf pain. It was, it was hard to tell if it was really in my calf or in my tibia or in my ankle. It was just generalized pain. Um, and I remember one specific run I'd been planning on going like 17 miles or something. And then, uh, I ended up having to cut it short because the pain was just too bad. And I I didn't think so much about it at the time. Like I came home and iced it and stretched and, you know, kept trying to run, the next week or so, but it just, it eventually got so bad. I couldn't run at all. Um, so yeah, that was about two years ago and it was hard to even describe where it was at first. Like it was kind of in my ankle, just on the inside of my ankle of my left leg, but also, you know, all the way up my calf and, um, yeah, I don't really know what to, what to say so much about it. Um, I I finally, you know, I just did my own research trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And it was basically the tibialis posterior tendon. Mm. And it ended up, you know, there was a place on the inside of my leg that I could press. It was about the, like the size of my thumb. I could press that and it was just sharp shooting pain. And that made me worry, mm. is this a stress fracture? Uh, by that point, the pain had been going on for about a month. And the problem was, you know, while I'm just sitting there or going around my day, it really didn't hurt that bad. And so I think, okay, I'm fine. And I'd head out for a run and then it really hurt. And so I was basically just like re-injuring it day after day, or, you know, I'd take a couple days off and then try again and just re-injuring it, getting back to square one. So I eventually went to a sports medicine doctor, which was a huge waste of my time and money because he spent about (laughs) seven minutes with me and he was like really impressed that I used the word tibialis posterior. I mean, I told him what the problem was. I'm like, here's my tibialis posterior tendon, you know, right here where it attaches kind of is where it hurts. And he did an x-ray and he's like, well... It could be a stress fracture. We don't know. They don't usually show up on x-rays. I mean, it just depends. You know, you'd have to do an x-ray right at the beginning and then an x-ray like a couple weeks later or whatever to see how the bone is changing or remodeling. And so a month into this, we couldn't really tell what had happened. And he was basically like, it doesn't matter. It could be a stress fracture or it could be a tibialis posterior tendon injury. Uh, But the, the result is the same. 
just don't run if it hurts. (laughs) Like that's an option. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was, but you know, did I need to go to a doctor (laughs) to tell me that? Like, no kidding. (laughs) It was, and it was pretty much a big waste. I would consider that, but there was, I mean, there, he gave me no plan for treatment, for, you know, dealing with it, for trying to get it better. So I just, you know, I looked stuff up about this. I searched for it, tried to figure out what was going on. And um, eventually I found a way to really stretch out this area that hurt so bad. And it was just this crazy position to get into. But I started stretching. And then I found on, you know, some websites, people who, this is actually kind of a common injury. It's like shin splints. Hmm. But, you know, when you think of shin splints, it's usually on your shin, like the front of your leg. This was more towards the back, but that's another common area for this. So there's a lot of information out there about it. And what I found helpful was it's called ice massage. I just took an ice cube and wrapped it in a washcloth. And so I took the, the ice cube part and just really massaged that whole area really, really deep. And I think, you know, eventually that combined with rest did end up helping. Um, And I also started using KT tape at that time. And I know uh, there's some people think it's great. Some people think it is (laughs) not. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I I really do think that it works and whether or not it works just because I think it works, I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't care why it works. <laughs> exactly. If it works, it works. And the KT Tape website has a bunch of videos. You know, you can look at what your injury is and and they have some videos. But actually the video that they have for posterior shin splints, I did not find that taping to be helpful. I found, you know, it was like some Danish website and I couldn't understand what they were saying, (laughs) but they had a YouTube video of how to put this tape on and it looks completely crazy, but I put it on and I really do think that that helps. Um, And obviously this was like two years ago, but I was, it was about three or four months that I really couldn't run. So it was pretty substantial. Um, and I had just gotten, that was around the time we moved to Colorado. I had just gotten so that I could sort of run again, as long as I was all KT taped together. And that's when I ran the bear chase 50 first time. And it was crazy because I was standing on the start line, like really not knowing if I was going to be able to finish. Cause I didn't know if my leg was going to hold up, um, which it did. It was fine, but I still... That was, you know, September of 2014. Then I went back and ran Bear Chase in September of 2015, just a few months ago. And I re-injured that same area during that race. Mm-hmm. So That's I was, what I was going to ask you. Yeah, if it was the same Same, same exact thing. And I did, you know, I got, at first I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I'm just going to deal with this. But I did, you know, just emotionally then start to get pretty concerned as one week went by and two weeks went by. And I'm like, am I going to be another four months not able to run again? Is this a stress fracture again? Like, and then I'm trying to Google or figure out if it was a stress fracture, does that mean that area is prone to repeated stress fractures? I don't know, but I know I didn't run with KT tape at bear tape at bear chase. And I think maybe that's why, 
I don't know. I just like I just didn't want to put it on for some reason at five o'clock in the morning when I was getting ready. And mm. I think that was a big mistake. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I was out for oh, like eight weeks. Um, and it eventually got better. I went to a place called Rossiter Treatment, which probably nobody else has heard of. Do you guys have Rossiter? No. No. It's like no. A, it's a <laughs> Fort Collins thing. I think that's the only place it exists, but it's this guy, he like stood on my legs and he was amazing. I mean, he identified these areas. It's, it's like, um, connective tissue and fascia. It kind of opens that stuff up. And I had maybe three or four treatments with him and I don't think that it helped right away, but it did, you know, a couple weeks after that, I did start to feel some relief and was finally able to run again. So I'm still, I still don't feel like I'm in the clear though. I mean, I'm nervous always about any kind of pain I feel there. Do you feel it when, so when you're out running, do you still, does it usually start up like as soon as you start running or is there like kind of you warm up, you go out for a couple, three miles and then it starts to hurt or... What does it do? Um, it, I know right from the get-go. That that's what like it is. Immediately. Yeah. But the problem is, and I have just a really, and probably other runners and you two are this way too. I have a really hard time, even after having run for most of my life, determining, okay, what is the kind of pain or discomfort that's just expected and I can run through mm-hmm. and what is the thing that I need to pay attention to and I need to stop. And that's why I got myself into so much trouble the first time around because, I mean, it wasn't excruciating. It was just kind of this dull ache I would feel when I was running. It's like my calf pain. I mean, you have calf pain sometimes when you run. And so I just kept running. I didn't realize that I was causing so much damage Mm. by continuing to run. And so now, you know, if I feel anything in that calf, I know I need to stop. It just, it took that, um, kind of really bad injury for me to understand that or realize it. So it's hard to know when to stop though. And even if you've run your whole life, it's still, it's, I think that's something that everybody that runs at some point has to deal with is, okay, is this an injury or is this just tired spots or because I mean doesn't everybody get that where you're like oh look my knee hurts I feel this Mm -hmm. I feel something in my knee and you toodle along and then you get down the road a mile or another song comes on you're like oh my knee doesn't hurt anymore and then you you know and it kind of like these random ghost pains that show up out of nowhere and then they're gone within a matter of minutes but at the time I think oh I don't want my knee to hurt oh I don't want my why does my hip hurt why does my you know yeah whatever is hurting and how do you how do you know i, I mean think, i guess if yeah. it doesn't stop you should know well i mean if it's with this kind of thing it wasn't like a you know bring you to your knees kind of pain it was just like oh yeah. that doesn't feel so great oh well i'll keep going and um yeah it, it's hard to to determine that I mean, because it just wasn't the kind of thing that gave me a very clear signal that this was pain and that's like the when i ran bear chase last september I felt great during the race. I mean, I was, it was a 50 mile race. So you're going to feel tired. Your legs are going to feel tired, but I honestly like really did not feel pain in that leg while I was running. 
it was just the next day and then the following weeks yeah. I realized, you know, it was an injury. So I don't know, you know, if the endorphins kind of mask that sometimes while you're running and you just don't get I the clearest so. of signals, yeah. but that's definitely been a problem for me. And that's why, you know, when you two were first starting to, or I was getting in on the conversations about doing Havelina 100 in late September mm-hmm. and October, that was my biggest concern when I'm like, I don't know if I can commit to this because I've been dealing with this injury for, you know, a year and a half, two years, and it just keeps coming back. So we'll see. I don't know. So far, so good. I was really concerned that running for 24 hours at across the years would be a bad idea because I was really, I only trained for about eight, six or eight weeks for that race, but it's been fine. I wore my KT tape during the race and I was fine. <laughs> so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> well, me too. And your and your KT tape on. And I'm keeping my I'm keeping KT tape in business. <laughs> oh, Perfect. you and me both, sister. Awesome. <laughs> I wore it for San Diego and I didn't even need it, but I, I it's a mental thing, I think. Yeah, I think for me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've had probably two I would say two injuries um in, in during my running I, I don't want to say you know quote-unquote career um the first one was actually my knee I was literally on my last kind of long run before the 2007 New York City Marathon and I clipped my foot probably about eight miles in and on this uneven bike path and I literally like was flying like down the bike path because I couldn't catch my balance. Mm-hmm. Oh no. And I probably just looked hysterical. Like I was like flying an airplane or something. Like I was looking like I'm like, Ooh, I'm flying. And I could just picture it now that people probably thought like, what the heck is that? What is that she doing? <laughs> and I just could not catch my balance. And I was like, you know what? I'm going down. So I landed hard on my knees and on my right knee, the worst and when I think about it in hindsight, I thought, well, you know, if I if that ever happens again, if I'm ever running down this bike path again, I'm just going to push myself to the side and land in the sand. So that's how close I was on the beach. And <laughs> I, I, I sat there and I thought, oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I fell. And I'm trying to just kind of get my bearings. And this woman comes up to me and she's like, oh. Are you okay? Obviously, she saw me like just flying down the bike path. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you so much. I'm fine. She's like, oh, okay. So I get up and I'm like, you know what? This kind of this hurts. There's no point in me. I'm not going to run. This, my knee does not look very good. It's really kind of swollen. So I start walking back and all of a sudden I could just feel this warm liquid dripping down my leg. And it was my knee that was literally just bleeding down my, my shin. And I thought, Ooh, this is, this is not good. So I was, I was long story short. I, it was pretty swollen. I had to cancel running the New York city marathon because it literally was just like a couple of weeks before the race. Oh no. Oh no. That is so heartbreaking. It was, but you know what? It was okay. It ended up working out okay. I mean, everything was sad. I had hotel and plane already. We ended up going anyway, and just watching the um, 
the men's Olympic marathon trials that year that they were running around in circles in Central Park. So it, it ended up being okay. And I'm glad that I was able to cancel and still have guaranteed entry. And now I think they make it a little bit more difficult to postpone. At this time, you can cancel pretty much year after year and still have guaranteed entry. Okay. So I ended up canceling it a couple years um, and ended up entering um, the couple years later into 2009, which ended up being, it was like a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that I really wanted that to happen, but it did. And, and the, the, the funny thing is, and maybe not very funny, but after that, I kind of suffered like this really ever so minimal PTSD. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was really hard and I couldn't get myself to run outside. I got really nervous running outside. It was really slightly traumatic for me. And I would only run on the treadmill because I knew I could catch myself. Because I kept visioning myself <laughs> flying down this bike path. Was, I mean, it's funny now. <laughs> I don't know. The treadmill, you could, you could, I'm get scared trying to run on a treadmill. I never really do it. And I'm always like, man, I'm going to like hit my front teeth on this. But I I felt a little bit more comforted on the treadmill than I did on the road. So that was that was that injury. But I didn't really have any suffer any major repercussions from that. Um, The only knee that I get trouble with is my left knee for some reason. I don't know why. I usually attribute it to either lack of strengthening and um, my wear and tear of my shoes. So that gives me a sign that oh maybe I should get new new running shoes. So that was one injury. And then the second injury really trail uh, related was I was uh, mile seven of a trail half marathon and I rolled my right ankle pretty badly in like this ditch because some guy was running and I don't want to blame the guy, but he was running up and he was running on the right side. We were told to run on the right side. And I was sort of like on the right side, but sort of in the middle because it was, there was a plenty, I thought plenty of space. So he was running up straight in the middle, right towards me. And I thought, well, let me move out of the way. Right when I did that, I just stepped right in this this little embankment, this ditch, and my foot mm-hmm. just went under. Mm-hmm. And Ouch. I was like, I never felt that such intense jolt of pain Ouch. in my foot ever before. And I had stopped and I thought, well, you know, I've kind of rolled it maybe, you know, very slightly in the past and you're able to just walk it off and mm-hmm. nothing. I kept walking and I was like, wow, this is really oh, painful. But you know, in my head, I thought, oh, it'll be fine. I'll just walk it off. And you know, a mile into it, it was okay. I didn't feel it as much. Mile nine. And I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to write about this experience and I better remember where this happened. <laughs> so Mile nine, I hear this girl singing, and I right when I look up to see her, again, my ankle goes right underneath me. The same and one? This t- same the ankle? same one. Same uh-huh. ankle. It was even more painful. I, it was just, I literally would just, I kind of scream. I'm like, oh, man, it, would, it hurt. Mm-hmm. And there, again, I mean, in trail running, I mean, the trail runners are always it seems like they're always looking out for each other. And like, are you okay? And I'm like, and I do the same thing. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm <laughs> no. good. Of course. I, 
good. And I knew in my head, oh gosh, this 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 really kind of sucks. I don't know what to do. But, you know, I think my ego just got to the best of me. And I kept thinking, you know, I still have four more miles. I could still get through four more miles. It's only half marathon. I could do this. But I still had to go like another mile to the turnaround to mile 10. And so I got it to mile 10. And luckily, I mean, it was really hot. They had ice. So I tried to put some ice in my um, sock and then on my, in my hat because it was really hot. And then I just shuffled my feet until the finish line. And oh it was towards the end. And I just, I just tried to get my footing in a way that I didn't place much pressure on my right foot because I could feel it on the top, on the top of my foot, right by the mm-hmm. ankle and on the side. And I thought, well, you know, let me just go as slow as I can without feeling anything. And I felt it the whole entire way. I get, I finished the race, yay. And that night I iced my foot. I did the, I elevated it. I wrapped it up in a, in those, you know, bandages. And that was on a Sunday and Monday morning I stepped on it. I get out of bed and I could not walk. Ouch. It was, it was painful. It was swollen. It wasn't, and I thought, well, it's not, I don't think it's broken. It was slight, and this is the first time I ever rolled it this bad. It was slightly discolored, but not major. It was ever so slight, but I knew, you know what? I can't go to work like this. This is awful. This is painful. I can't even walk on it. So I thought, you know what? I better go to the ER. So I went to the emergency room x-rays I knew in my head there was no way it wasn't broken I knew it wasn't broken because it it would have been I think more um discolored and more swollen it was still a little swollen but it wasn't that bad um but the doctor said you know what this is sprained so he gave me crutches and he said you know you need to stay off of it and I was pretty much out and this was it was hard to really fathom not running and I was like, you know, my friends who had rolled their ankles were saying, you know what, this takes a long time to heal. Like sprained ankles are no joke. They take a really long time to heal. But I, I, in my mind, I kept thinking, I rolled my foot before. It's fine. I'm invincible. I'm strong. <laughs> I'm going to be running in a week. You know, in my crazy head, this is nothing. I'm going to prove them. <laughs> I'm going to prove them all wrong. <laughs> I'll show them. I'll show them all. Yeah. <laughs> it took me three weeks to Ouch. run. And I thought, oh my God, I finally ran like a couple miles or maybe it was three miles. And it felt fine. The test was, and this is what I heard about sprained ankles, was that if you can hop on the foot, like on mm-hmm. one foot, on that foot, if you can hop on it without feeling any discomfort, you're good to go. Uh, so I've I, heard that too. The yeah, hop so test. I, yeah. I do the test. hop test a lot, but especially for things like my injury that didn't really hurt. Otherwise, I didn't want to go to the trouble of getting all suited up to go run and then find out it hurts. So <laughs> the hop test, I'm like crazily looking, hopping around trying to see if it hurts. <laughs> and you know, the first time I hopped, I was so scared Yes, because I thought, oh my gosh, hop on it really hard and it like painful. I don't know if my toes really left the floor. It was more like my, my heel. <laughs> <laughs> and my, uh, 
but a weekend I was trying it. I thought, you know what? I'm not, I'm going to push it. I don't want to push it. And it, the three weeks I did my first run and it was fine. That was, I rolled it on Jan, June 8th. And then you I remember ran, the day. I mean, this I is to the day. <laughs> I, I did a, I did a 5k on July 4th and it felt okay during the run. However, towards the end, it felt sore. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to be the biggest idiot if I do not take care of this because I am going to be starting my running club in August and I'm going to be one of the mentors. I want to start that season with the club and I don't want to miss the first week or two or months. So I thought, you know what? I took the rest of July off. I did not run at all. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be smart about this. I'm going to start strengthening it. So I started um, using the stretch bands and looking on the internet and YouTube and putting these bands around my foot, doing, you know, doing strength, ankle strengthening exercises. Um, I started using the KT tape even when I wasn't running just to hopefully maybe that would help. I started doing these proprio reception exercises, like standing on each foot. So you stand on one foot on one leg and you balance for one minute. And then what you do, if you can do that without hobbling or falling over, you can, you can, you can try the next step, which is closing your eyes. And it's really hard to do that, to balance while closing your eyes. And I thought, well, if I can do that and I don't feel any discomfort in my foot, I should be good. And literally that really helped. And I said, you know what, I'm going to strengthen it. I'm not going to be stupid about this. I'm going to try to be as smart as I can because I want this ankle to be strong. And it seriously really, really helped. Now, what happened again was that, and I remember to the day, October 4th of 2014, (laughs) this is that same year. I was on a little stretch of trail and it was really, it's, it was not even a trail run. It was just a little patch of dirt. And I rolled my foot, that same foot, that same ankle again. Oh no. And I was out for another month. Oh no. Yeah. Because I heard that once you roll your ankle, once you sprain an ankle, you're more prone to spraining it again. Oh man. Because those tendons and ligaments are stretched. That's, I mean, and, and you can also like weather can even affect it. Like if it's cold, like I've heard this from a friend of mine that he says, I, I sprained my ankle years ago and it doesn't matter if it's cold, my ankle will start aching. Like you'll feel it. Now I can feel it sometimes, but that's rarely ever the, the case. I rarely ever feel it when it, when it's cold. So I haven't really experienced that. And Come I have to Colorado it. right now and see if you oh. see how your ankle feels. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Although I would go to Colorado just to just to see you ladies. But um and I do like the cold, I must say. I do like the cold. But um luckily, knock on wood, um, I haven't rolled it again. I hope not to, but during the this training, because I'm gonna be doing so much trail running and, and you ladies as well is that ankle strengthening is really important because trail running, especially it poses that extra risk 
of twisting an ankle. I mean, yeah, you can do that on the road and uneven sidewalks and, you know, it, it's def- the risk is definitely there. I think it's, I think it's, it's slightly more prominent in trail running because we deal with, with rocks and twigs and just uneven, you know, dirt and ditches that there's so much mm-hmm. more, there's so much of the elements there that, that poses that, that risk. Especially when you get tired, too, I think, on a trail because you're not paying enough. Like, you've got to be more aware of keeping picking your feet up. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're on the road, you start getting tired. You cannot have quite as much lift in your feet, but you start getting tired on the trail. And if you don't lift it up high enough, you're going to catch something and fall. It's very true. And that KT tape, wrapping it, and there's a couple of videos um, for – ankle sprains and and ankle stability, those wrapping techniques seriously helped me. And if I'm going to be on the trail for a really long time, I will still wrap my ankles because it helps the stability with it. And I mean, whether it it really helps or not, I mean, mentally, it helps me think that, oh, you know, I have it. Not to say that it's going to prevent rolling, but maybe it'll help, you know, um, offer a little bit more strength or stability in it. And even for San Diego, I wrapped it whether I liked it or not. Mm-hmm. That KT tape is just, you know, it, it works wonders. It really does. And it helps with knees as well. Mm-hmm. I know, haven't used it that much. I have tried it a couple of times for a couple different things. And I don't, I don't know that I had really very good luck with it. Well, there's different varieties too. And I just want to say KT tape is is the brand, but there's other like kinesiology tape. And that's what it means. It's kinesiology tape that you can get. So I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily just that brand, but those, those tapes, then there's different kinds. That but, type of tape, right? Yeah. Yeah. That they use yeah. in sports medicine. And they have like a, I don't, the KT brand has kind of a light version of it and then a heavy duty version of it. It's called KT Tape Pro or something. And that's the kind I use. It's more expensive. Yeah. But I, I find the pro version helps me more and it stays on for longer. But also, you know, it depends on what your injury is, I think, if it's going to help and if it's going to stick on. Because I did – I kind of hurt, like, the back of my knee last winter running on ice. And it is pretty Ooh. darn hard to get KT Tape. <laughs> on the back of your knee and to have it stay there. I just like couldn't really, there were some ways I found videos uh, taping, but yeah, I was like you, Angela, for that area, I just didn't find it helpful. But for my calf injury, it did seem to help. That's good. And if it works, I think it's yeah. great. I think it's kind of the same thing with compression socks and compression sleeves. People, some people swear by them, and some people think they're just nothing more than tight socks. You, you know, and I think that the science goes both ways. It may be during, it doesn't necessarily help, but maybe afterwards it does. But there are people that swear by them when they're running. So, yeah. same thing, whether it's all in your head or not, you know. If running is a mental sport, then, you know, <laughs> mess with my head all you want. I exactly. guess. And I'll say that pro, like you said, the pro, I think it's, they have pretty colors. Yeah. I they like really the, nice the winter green version and oh, yeah. uh, there's a teal. Teal's my color. I really like to get teal, but last time the green was just 50 cents less or something. So I, that's the version. <laughs> I like the pink and the purple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I liked the purple. Yeah, yeah. I got purple. So, <laughs> uh, well, I have similar experiences actually to both of your injuries. So, um, Christina, your rolled ankle, that was my very first running injury. And I had just started running and we lived in Fairbanks, Alaska. And I had been running on the treadmill because um, although I did go out in a few minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit runs, Ooh. I did not do them very often. So I mostly ran 20? on my minus 20. Yes. Yeah. It's cold. <laughs> no, it was Fahrenheit. And for those of you that don't know, 40, 40 below Fahrenheit is the same as 40 below Celsius. So there's your, okay. your science lesson for the day. But um, yeah, so I'd been running in the, um, on my treadmill in the garage and in the springtime, it was probably, I don't know, I would say maybe it was April, end of April and it's, they call it breakup. It's when all of the ice begins to break up. And so it was breakup time and I, the sun was shining and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the dog out and I'm going to go for a short run. Now at this time I was running, I don't even know that I'd run a 5k yet at this point. So pretty beginner runner. And I took off running with my dog and I got not even a quarter of a mile from my house, running alongside the road, trying to stay off the ice. And there was a break between the asphalt and the dirt shoulder running through the neighborhood. And like, you know how a little chunk of the asphalt will break out. So where there was road, now there's not. And I hit that and I was just, I was vertical and then I was not. And I rolled my, my right ankle because I was on the, I was running on the right side of the road, rolled my, hit my right ankle and rolled it and was laying down on the side of the road. And my dog was just sitting there next to me, like, what are you doing down there? You know, she was all excited to go run and I could instantly feel my ankle start to swell in my sock. And so my, my neighbor, my odd neighbor but neighbor nonetheless pulls up on the street. <laughs> oh, the one person van. you're so happy to see. I'm sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh, great. And he's in his van. This oh. is awesome. So he pulls up and he's got him and one of his, he was had a plumbing company or something and him and one of the guys that worked for him get out of the van, luckily pulled up right after I, I, fall and I'm sitting there and I I don't know if I was crying or not but I was I'm sure I was swearing and just oh man this is so bad and I tried to get up and walk and I could not walk I couldn't put any weight on it at all so him and his buddy kind of scoop me up under their arms and put me in the van the other guy grabs the dog puts the dog in the van and we drive back the quarter mile to my house and um they helped me into the house and sat down on the couch. Well, Wayne was in the backyard doing something, doing snow, chopping wood, something. And the neighbor walks in, walks out the back door into the backyard. And Wayne is looking at him like, what the hell are you doing in my yard? <laughs> and he goes, um, I have your wife <laughs> and she's on your couch. She hurt herself. She's all yours now. <laughs> And then he left. So, like my work is done here. <laughs> I've done my neighborly duty. I've rescued her from the ditch. 
so anyways, bad sprain. I had never, I don't remember ever spraining my ankle, but it was so, so swollen and I had scraped my leg up and on the other leg and whatnot, but I just, I could not move it. I couldn't put any weight on, on it. And you were saying, Christina, the top of your foot hurt and that's what hurt me almost more than anything. I mean, the ankle hurt and where I had scraped myself up hurt, you know, and you scrape your hands, but the top of my foot hurt so bad. So we, I, you know, I mean, you can't do anything. And Wayne had sprained his ankle a bazillion times and he was like, it's just a sprain. It'll go away. And I'm sure he thought I was just a big baby because I wouldn't walk on it or anything. And it, it took me, I, it was at least four months, if not six months oh my goodness. before I could run and not feel pain in my ankle. Yeah. And I bought, um, that's I, it's when I discovered compression gear. And so I had bought a compression sleeve for my ankle. So I wore that for a couple of months while I was running. And and I wasn't running a lot. It wasn't, you know, running very far. I was still run walking quite a bit and a lot on the treadmill, not very much outside. Um, but I also, I, 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 you said the thing about having PTSD and I, I think you do have a little post-traumatic mm-hmm. action going on because you do. I worry that you're going to roll it again or it's, you know, what if I lose my footing again? And it's, it's, you know, it can keep you from going back out and running it's true so that was um yes so that was my my ankle sprain and fortunately it was early enough that um but it was kind of it was a downer because here I was just finally I felt like I was just finally getting going and then that happened and so I kind of was stuck to walking for several months and and I could walk okay but there was no way I could run on it for for a couple of months. And and I don't know if it's just because it's the first time I'd ever done it, that those tendons and ligaments had just never been stretched that far. So they reacted really poorly, but I've never fortunately since then have had any problems with it. I've never rolled it again. I've never felt any pain from it. Like sometimes I have to look at the pictures to remember which ankle it was that I rolled. So I, I'm thankful that I haven't had any any problems with that. So um, the only, I mean, I've had a couple of, I don't know, dumb injuries, I, but nothing, nothing major. I thought I had shin splints once and I went to the chiropractor and I'd go see the chiropractor anyways. And I told him he was a runner and I told him I thought that I had some shin splints and um, he signed me up for a massage and I'm thinking, great, a massage. I love getting a good massage. Well, they massaged my shin bones, Ex- like exclusively my shin bones with some like stainless steel bar. <laughs> it was the most torturous, <laughs> was the most torturous thing I have ever been to. Like Wayne had actually come in with me one time and he was sitting at the head of the table waiting for me and the lady is massaging my shins with this stainless steel thing and she lubed up my leg and she's like running this thing and it was smooth but she's running it down my shin bone and I like had to resort to Lamaze breathing I was (laughs) in so much pain from her doing that and I'm (laughs) 
it was it was horrible and i thought i got done i'm like i am never doing that again that is the dumbest thing and 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 i just he was like you can go out and run on them you know it's okay they're gonna get better and i thought this guy is an idiot i'm not ever doing that again that couldn't have done anything any good but then when we were talking about discussing injuries this week i thought you know what i I haven't had any problems at all since i (laughs) since i had that done so i don't know if it was because of that but it was kind of this it was like a super intense foam rolling episode Uh is what it was it was breaking up all that old scar tissue breaking up all that stuff and and loosening those muscles up i guess i don't know but um yeah, that was torturous so um, but did and, it help like right afterwards? I, also, I mean like right afterwards no, did you it notice did not. it no no it hurt like a son of a bitch is what it hurt <laughs> like <laughs> and and i and i remember going for a run and running down through the neighborhood and it being so so painful while I was running. And even then before, and this was before I'd even considered doing, um, it was when an ultra distance was still just pie in the sky stuff. And I, even then I was like, okay, Angela, I'm like crying while I'm running. I'm like, this is ultra training. Ultra runs are going to hurt. You're just going to, you just run through it. And so, you know, my ego is kind of taken over and I'm like, nope, it's ultra training. It'll be fine. Just keep going. And you know, and it eventually healed itself up, but I, it was horrible. It was horrible. And the treatment sounds worse than the pain. Um, And I had a similar experience. (laughs) It was, it was, I still crush them for doing that to me. Maybe. Well, that's what I'm wondering if maybe it did, but I don't want to do that ever again. Yeah. It and hurts. it's it's always hard to tell with anything you do for a treatment, is it like this helped it get better faster or would it have gotten better anyway if I was just resting? Right. And sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I think we want such an instant fix anyways, you know, and I don't like to just pack back the ibuprofen, which I know a lot of people take it like candy, but I don't like to take a lot of it. And, you know, I mean... I just think that there's got to be better options for, for handling some of those things. But I think, yeah. um, I, think I don't, kinda, I, I think you kind of hit on it where we, we try to do as much as we can to get out, you know, to get back out there as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. Yeah. So I am, I'm fortunate. I don't feel like I really had any major um, injuries. I, I had, you know, just kind of little silly, dumb stuff. I had an IT band act up during the, that marathon in um, May, and I, and I that I DNF because I'd never had that pain before. In all of the time I was training, I had never, I'd heard of an IT band, but I'd never had any IT band pain ever until I'm in the middle of this race, and so I didn't. I didn't know. I was like, oh my God, this is horrible. And it didn't go away. And I would stop to walk and it still hurt. And then my knee started to hurt. And I was so afraid to keep going because I didn't, I I knew that I had other races that I wanted to run. 
And I didn't want, that was in May. And I thought if I keep going just for the sake of saying I finished, you know, and crawling across the finish line in pain, but I can't run for the rest of the summer, what, that's totally not worth a, a medal to me. So I quit, you know, at mile 13. You might not have been able to run Bear Chase, the, the ultra, if you had kept going through that pain. Absolutely. I, I think anytime you Absolutely. have like really, you know, severe, noticeable pain and your body's telling you to stop, you should probably listen. That was, that was wise. Which is what I should have yeah. done when in that half marathon, when I rolled it the first time. Well, but like, did you ha- really have <laughs> a great option for stopping? I mean, sometimes in these races, like you have to get five miles down to the next aid station. I was literally probably about a half a mile, about half a mile from the finish line like, at mile oh. seven. Okay. Cause it's yeah. like a loop or because something. We, we run like, it's like a T it's like a T course. So we run up and then right, turn around and then run left all the way down and then turn around and then come back to that oh. portion and then run down. So it's like cool. Yeah. So I was like already on the second half. I already had crossed the middle. So I was already in the second half and I literally could have just turned around and went to the finish line. But the thing is, you don't know. I mean, it's of course, like when you fall or whatever, it's the sharp kind of severe pain, but you have that reaction. You're just going to get up and keep going and it's going to feel better. I mean, I had a pretty catastrophic fall what was it about two or three weeks before bear chase? I was texting you two about it. I like totally wiped out on the trail. I thought I had broken my tailbone. I was seven miles from my car. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I wasn't in the middle of nowhere risking my life, but I didn't have cell phone reception. And I, and I, I could have gone back to my car. It would have been seven miles, but I had very little water. And there was water if I kept going like three more miles down the trail, meaning I'd be 10 miles from my car at that point, then I'd have water. But I wasn't going to have enough because that's where I'd been planning on going and refilling. I wasn't going to have enough water to get back the seven miles to my car. So I was like, whatever, I'll be fine. (laughs) And I was not (laughs) fine. (laughs) But eventually recovered. but you have to make a judgment call. I mean, we and we've all at some point, our judgment call was maybe the wrong one. I mean, that's yeah. just how it goes. But every every run, every time you have, whether it's a pain during a run or if you have a fall, I fell, I think it was it last summer on a trail and I had made it through all the technical stuff, came down, I'm kind of on the flat, I'm half a mile from the car and feeling, you know, all sassy pants because I'd made it off the technical <laughs> stuff. And all of a sudden I'm face down in the dirt. Ooh. And and I thought, well, how the hell did that happen? And so I, I get up and, you know, you had that flash of you're like, wow, did anybody see me do that? <laughs> and then so I'm I'm walking, I'm like, okay, Angela, just walk, you know, because I'm by myself, you know, and I think, okay, so I looked down and I'm my hands are all scraped up my knees are bleeding and I'm like okay well just walk so I'm walking and I thought okay well and I stopped for a minute I even told myself out loud what are you going to do just sit down and stop 
you're half a mile from the car. You're not broken. Get back to the car. So I walked for just a little bit, you know, another hundred yards or something and thought, well, you know, I think I feel okay. I mean, my elbow hurts and my knees are bleeding, but I, nothing really hurt. So keep, keep running. And again, I tell myself, this is ultra training, Angela, you'll be fine. You know, the little bright sided part of my brain kicks in and is like overriding the one that's going, oh my God, I'm bleeding. I might be dying. What if I broke something, you know? And so fortunately the, you know, optimistic side of my brain kicked in and got back to the car and there was no, you know, there was no lasting effects from it. I didn't hurt anything. I, you know, I got some cool looks coming into the parking lot because I was bleeding, but <laughs> you should have seen the you other have to guy. make that judgment call. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. I should have remembered that. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I don't, you do, you make a judgment call and you think, well, no, you don't want to be a wuss. I mean, we don't, you know, we hear all this stuff about, you know, pushing yourself and, and, and breaking through limits and, you know, all that. And, and we crawl if you have to. And, but the reality is you have to make that judgment call. You have a a life back at home. You have a child back at home, perhaps that you would like to get back to. You have another (laughs) race down the calendar that you would like to make. And, you know, I mean, you just, and sometimes you make the wrong decision. It's okay. I mean, we all do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think some of those like push yourself, crawl if you have to, that can be kind of detrimental because like you said, absolutely. do, do yeah. you, do you want to cause long-term damage that, you know, you're going to be out for months or years or something just because you keep pushing through something that you really shouldn't be pushing through. So there's, yeah. you know, there's pain you can push through and then pain that you should not push through. Yeah. There's no sense yeah. I agree. knowing the difference. Yeah. Not yeah. being stupid about it. Yeah. I think now I, I I always like to say you know there are no mistakes there are just lessons learned, and mm-hmm. I I hope that I've learned my lesson that if in the event that I feel severe pain, that's just reason to just stop because no run no race is ever worth getting seriously injured over. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing, regardless of the distance, regardless of the distance. I agree. Yeah, but you know I I just want to just bring up this one point because somebody could be listening that is not, you know, has not tried trail running, has maybe thought of doing it. And they think, wow, I really don't want to trip and fall. I really don't want to sprain my ankle. I really don't want to deal with any of this. I'm not going to do it because it's too scary. I just want to say that, you know, tripping and falling and rolling ankles can happen on any surface, not just on trails. (laughs) And there's a lot of reward that goes with doing trail running. So I don't want to put anybody off by scaring them (laughs) and our injuries because it can happen. Yes. But I think it's important to note that if you're cautious and aware, go slow, you minimize your chances of doing any of these. So I just, I just want to make that little disclaimer there. This is true. That's a good disclaimer. And you don't have to. <laughs> also, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, you don't have to start out with the gnarliest of gnarly trails, or if you're like me, ever do the gnarliest of gnarly trails. Exactly. I'm very you know, selective about what trails I run. Yeah. And you know, Melissa, you've touched on this on the last episode that you're not a technical runner, and I'm not either. 
Yeah. I'm not very good on technical at all. You know, any major rocks or anything, I go slow because they're they're loose. And yeah, the potential for rolling your ankle is seriously there. And I would just be cautious and go slow. I wanted my my utmost goal of finishing any run on any race is to finish and finish in one piece. Mm-hmm. So if that means having to slow down and just walking over those rocks, I'll do it. But and there's some of those technical trails. There is no way. There is no way you could run over it. There may be some trail running God out there that can do it. But for the most part, for us, all of us, the rest of us, normal, ordinary people, you hit those technical parts and there is no running. There is no running. There's a trail that's that's the same trail where I crashed and burned. And remember, I was on the flat when I crashed. So, but I... I, I get back in the trails and I, I like end up on these technical ones. Like I kind of lose track of where I'm at and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to try this one called the lemon squeezer. And, and you know, that, that sounds nice. Is, is, is it really called that? <laughs> yeah, there really is one. Yeah. Called the lemon <laughs> squeezer. I, and so I'm, I tootle back there. And the next thing I know, I'm looking going, where, where is the trail? And there's a big rock and I look around the rock and there's somewhat of a trail over there. There's no running there. Nobody is coming off of the trail, bouncing off the top of that rock. You you stop and you climb up on the rock and then you climb back down off the rock. And it's, it's not, it, there's, I guess the biggest surprise for me was, and I don't know if surprise is the right word, but there's a whole lot more like walking and hiking and than than I think some people think there is in trail running. I mean, you just, there's some of that stuff is not runnable. So get your ego out of the way and just figure out a way to get from point A to point B and, you know, take it easy. There's no sense. There's no sense getting hurt. On the other side of that is for me, hitting the dirt like that, that day and scuffing myself up, because in my day-to-day life, I'm not, I don't fall down and get broken. I don't get hurt. You know, I don't have, I have an office job. You know, I, I get an occasional paper cut and that's the extent of my work injuries. <laughs> Those hurt though. And so, <laughs> yes, but they, they do, do hurt. They, they do hurt. But for me, falling down like that was actually really good for me because it, I got back up and I realized, you know what? It's not going to kill me. It, it's just a little scraped knee and a little bit of blood and it washed off and I was fine. And it, but sometimes going out there, the fear of, oh, I'm going to fall. Oh, what if this is too technical? And so that fear holds us back. And so for me to have that crash and burn made me realize it's, it's, it's okay. I, I, you know, a little, a little scraped knee isn't going to kill you. And I mean, the longer we do these, I mean, the longer, the longer we do trail running and do more races, the more we're going to have, um, we're going to face technical trails. They're going to pop up sooner or later and also water crossings and whether, you know, you're going to maneuver over the rocks and you can slip and fall in or, you know, crawl over rocks. I mean, it's, it's going to happen at some point. And yep. I think it's important though because it's, it's challenging you know, you don't get that in road racing. If you're going to do this, it's it, there's going to be some obstacles, but that's part of the fun and that's part Absolutely. of the adventure. You know, there's risk in everything. Walking out front your front door, there's risk. There's going to be risk in everything. But this yep. just it's 
it's fun, it's different, and it pushes yourself to get over that. Fear is always going to be an element, and it's your choice to either decide that you're going to have it rule you or you're going to rule it. Ooh, that's wise. Thank you. It is wise. Thank you. I just thought of that. And I, I think that's a great <laughs> I think that's a great way to wind us up. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Let's stay injury free. Injury free. (laughs) Cheers to that. Cheers. Thanks everybody for listening. And thanks you too for discussing injuries today. Yeah. And we'll be back uh, next week with something else. Yes. Oh, how many? Christina, give us oh. our countdown. What's our days? Uh, we're about 271 ish days. All right. Yes. All yes. right. And be sure to follow us on Twitter, ultra underscore ordinary. That's right. And follow us on, you subscribe on iTunes. Is that right? I don't I'm, iTunes, so yeah. I don't know what you do on iTunes. You oh, subscribe yeah. on iTunes? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Subscribe on iTunes. Definitely. Yeah. You can search yeah. ultra and, and we'll, we'll pop up. Yeah. And we love hearing your comments. So please feel free to give us your comments or thoughts. Any feedback is always nice to get. Thank you. All right. Have a good week, ladies. Have a good week. Until next time. <laughs>